Welcome uh, to the More To Do podcast, hosted by the EAC Network and produced by the Vertical Media Group. Uh, I thank Lisa Marable, who is an EAC board member and the president and owner of Vertigo uh, Media for producing this podcast. We have a very special guest uh, with us today, uh, Suffolk County Police Commissioner Roddy Harrison. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Rob. It's my pleasure. Great seeing you. You too. Um, if you live in New York City, uh, if you're listening to this in New York City, Nassau, and Suffolk County, uh, certainly the commissioner does not need an introduction, but certainly deserves one. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the commissioner I know I'll be a little bit embarrassed because he's a sort of, uh, very humble man. But he became a police officer. Grew up in Queens. Yes, I did. Uh, police officer in 1993. 1992. 1992. I'm yes, sorry about no, that. It's all good. Um, it seems like you were promoted about a thousand times uh, from police officer uh, to detective, uh, eventually making uh, chief of patrol. You, you tell me which order this was in. Chief of patrol, chief of detectives, and then chief of the department. That's absolutely the, uh, the steps that uh, I was blessed with. So, Wonderful. Uh, yeah. And you were the first African-American uh, chief of the department, is that uh, right? Chief of detectives. Chief of the detectives. 175 gotcha. year, first, uh, first black chief of detectives. So that's something that I'm very proud of. That is, that is wonderful. And now uh, in um, December of 2021, you were nominated. And in early January of 2022, you became the first African-American chief um, police commissioner of the Suffolk County Police Department. Is that correct? That is correct. So uh, it is a wonderful uh, history, of course, uh, of service. Uh, I always say to my kids, and I try to say it whenever I see a police officer, thank you for your service. Very nice. uh, I know it's not easy, um, but uh, thank you for all of your you know, 30-plus years of service in the New York uh, City Police Department and here in Suffolk County. So thank you. Thank you for being here. I very much appreciate that. Thanks, uh, as we said, uh, April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and there's no one uh, better to talk to you about that topic than the top cop in uh, Suffolk County. Um, I could read this off of, you know, your website or off of some police, um, you know, standard operating procedure. But in your words, uh, Commissioner, what's the mission of the Suffolk County Police Department? Well, there's, there's a lot of different layers of uh, what we're trying to do out here in Suffolk. And uh, I've actually been extremely blessed to come out here and, and work with the, the great people of this county. Uh, but, you know, if you just uh, take a look at the big picture, it's public safety. Right. You know, how do we protect uh, this county and make sure people feel feel comfortable, feel safe? Uh, you know, that's uh, one of the things that uh, I prioritized when I when I got this position. And I want to thank uh, the county executive for giving me this opportunity as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you got to make sure people feel safe. And, yeah. uh, holding people accountable and making sure... Uh, we're building relationships so people feel comfortable with their local law enforcement to share information um, is, is extremely important regarding protecting people in, in any location, be it Suffolk County, be it New York City, be it Nassau. Uh, you have to have that partnership in order to uh, make people feel comfortable and make people feel safe. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great way to put it. Uh, sometimes you ask police officers, and you see this in, in college uh, books, what's the mission of the police department or what's the mission of the commissioner? And they say to arrest people, mm. right? And uh, you've heard that a million times. That's not your mission. No, that's not. And you, listen, at the end of the day, you can't arrest your way out of, out of situations. Right. You know, you have to find ways to uh, work with different uh, organizations uh, and make sure that everybody is plugged into getting people help as well. Right. You know, uh, I've also been a big fan of a reentry, you know, people that have been in the prison system and, you know, what are we doing when they get out and making sure they don't become a recidivist? So right. th there's so many things I could talk about regarding uh, public safety and what's our priority. But 
I, I will say this. I, I put an all-star team of executives around me uh, that are working extremely hard, uh, making sure the vision gets down to the, to the men and women that are boots to the ground that are doing yep. this God's work. Uh, so uh, we're, we're in a great place. Uh, listen, I'm not spiking the ball in the end zone saying we've arrived, but uh, I, I will say that I like what I'm seeing so far. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great way to say it and, and, and put it. Listen, you talked about offender reentry and formerly incarcerated people uh, reentering into society. Uh, the EAC Network, uh, again, this is the More to Do podcast uh, hosted by the EAC Network. For information on the EAC Network, go to eac-network.org. Uh, you can find out information on all the programs that we have. We have, ho- we have over 109, 114 programs. Wow. Last year in 2022, we served about 66,000 direct uh, contacts and direct services. Uh, that number probably, you know, balloons to you know almost a hundred thousand people as we as we help their families and and people uh, in the community. You talked about offender reentry and people who are formerly incarcerated. That's something that we work we work on in New York City with our alternatives to incarceration. Uh, we're not here to talk about that because we can be here for hours. Mm-hmm. We're really here to talk about Suffolk County and your role as the police commissioner. Um, we're going to talk about a few of the programs that uh, the EAC network works with the Suffolk County Police Department as a partner. But we have to address, you know, what's going on locally and nationally. Um, April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen in the news just recently um, a stabbing in a local school district. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've seen and felt what happened in Nashville where three uh, young children passed away. Horrible. When you, when, let's take the, national, uh, the Nashville story first. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear that and when you see that come across your, your desk, you know, what does that make you think about uh, as the police commissioner of Suffolk County? How, how are guns getting in the wrong hands uh, is my is my big question. You know, I, I know uh, that New York State, we have a, a great thing in place regarding our, our gun laws. Uh, but uh, a lot of guns are getting up to New York through uh, some of the southern states, uh, through the uh, Iron Pipeline. And uh, their restrictions or background checks or, you know, their procedures on uh, somebody getting access to a gun is troubling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, somebody needs to take a closer look at, you know, what can they do uh, better down there regarding background checks or some type of restrictions because too many guns are going to get in the wrong hands. Yeah. And uh, God, God willing, this never happens again. But unfortunately, I'm concerned that it, that it will. And... Uh, it's uh, it's scary, and I, yeah. you know, my prayers and my thoughts go out to the family members that lost their loved ones, uh, lost their children. Um, it's just a horrific incident, but uh, we've seen it too too often, and now uh, we're we're getting somewhat prone to it. So we gotta we gotta take a, a better look at um, how serious is this? Yeah, is this something that um, uh, our elected officials are prioritizing? And you know, uh, this is to be a bipartisan. Uh, strategy going forward to making sure that uh, everybody understands the importance of not allowing the guns to get in the wrong people's hands. Um, locally here, uh, I think one of your police officers uh, saved the life of a 12-year-old, right? Um, I think uh, the incident in the local school district, um, the officer um, responded quickly yeah. and provided, I think you can probably tell me better, provided a tourniquet so that we saved this uh, young person's life. Can you talk about that response and, and what school safety means to you and to, to the Suffolk County Police Department? Well, school safety is one of the biggest things out here. You know, you send your child to school knowing that they're at a safe haven. Uh, 
I, I will say this. This wasn't a child abuse case. This was a child-on-child incident where yeah. we had a 12-year-old um, who was able to get into the school with a knife and stab a 13-year-old. And uh, the motive, you know, is still um, being investigated. But uh, that's alarming. Yeah. You know, that's that's very, very alarming that, you know, you send your child to school and uh, you get that phone call that um, they were involved in some type of uh, act of violence. Right. Um, so, um, you know, I know school districts, um, some people, some districts have their their thoughts on um, having security, be it armed, be it um, um, wanding individuals. I don't know what the, the best way of going about yeah. it, but uh, I, I do think we we need to take a close look at, you know, school safety yeah. and, and making sure we have things in place and make sure it's it's universal in Suffolk County. I think that's something that we all need to get on the same page with because nobody wants to get that phone call that no. they sent their child to school and they got hurt. So it, this, it's, a, it's a work uh, um, in progress. Right. Uh, I, I will say this. I've been uh, working very diligently with the superintendents. Uh, we have what's called the SHARE program where, you know, if something does happen in the school, we have access to their cameras yep. and – there's, there's a lot of different things that um, technology has, has allowed us to put in place. There's also the Rave app right. where, you know, you could put information um, into an, uh, some type of application that, that could uh, be notif- put everybody else on notice or yep. people could be notified regarding what's going on. So these little things, I think, will be beneficial. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done uh, when, when it comes to school safety. Well, I, you know, we're going to go on to other topics, but um, you have to talk about the, the responding officers that, that responded so quickly yeah. to the school district, right? They are heroes, right? They're, job. They're, they're heroes every single day. Yeah. And without them, uh, I don't know what, what would happen to this child. So thank you to the Suffolk County Police Department. Thank you to the officers that responded uh, to uh, that situation and reacted so quickly, right? They're professionals, yeah. obviously. Uh, and so I know that as a leader of the department, I know you're proud of them. But uh, if you could just say, you know, uh, you know about that response, you know, um, what happened, and 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 from the police department's point of view, um, I know you can't prevent it, right? Because you, you can't be at every single school, you can't be at every single door, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But from from the police department point of view, from the commissioner's point of view. Um, what can be done to protect these kids when they go to school? Well, I, I will say this. This one here, um, if you ask me, was unavoidable. Uh, but uh, the officer's response and them putting a tourniquet on the young man's legs and, and stopping the bleeding um, is um, remarkable. Yeah. Uh, the training that we get and the lives that we've saved and the babies we've delivered and a host of other great work from the training that they receive in the academy has helped us be one of the best police departments in the country, Rob. That's great. Um, so uh, the immediate response, getting in the school, uh, getting the, the victim the appropriate help is important. I also want to say that one of the things that this administration has prioritized is doing active shooter drills yeah. and making sure that, uh, you know, listen, if, unfortunately, I hope it never happens. Right. But if it does, uh, my... Officers know how to respond. They know how to ask questions. They know how to get in uh, as quickly as possible to stop the threat. Um, we've done uh, at least uh, 10 active shooter drills in schools wow. uh, last year, and we're going to continue to do more this year, as well as tabletop exercises when it comes to 
uh, having conversations with the school faculty and uh, put some pl- uh, role plays in place and see yep. what everybody's going to do uh, and make sure people move accordingly to yep. Uh, yep. to stop anything that may be going in the wrong direction. It's amazing. You and I are about the same age, and I know that we never did uh, active shooter drills yeah. when we were in elementary school. So it's a sad uh, uh, state of affairs that we have to talk about, but I know it's something that you have to talk about and that you have to address. Uh, and again, so I thank you for doing that. Uh, hopefully we'll never have to talk about this again in Suffolk County. Um, so uh, let's talk about Suffolk County uh, and, and what's happening here. Um, you know, we have the Child Advocacy Center, uh, the EAC Network. Again, this is the More To Do podcast hosted by the EAC Network. For information on EAC, please go to eac-network.org, uh, and you can learn about uh, the 114 programs that we have. But today we're here to talk about really child advocacy and protecting children from physical and sexual abuse uh, that's going on, unfortunately, here in Suffolk County. Uh, the Suffolk County Child Advocacy Center at the Pat and Mary Bagnano Place for Kids in Central Isop. Um, I have to thank Carmine and Sarah, who's one of our board members, uh, and his family, the Bagnano family, for their financial support of the Child Advocacy Center. So the Child Advocacy Center for us is a place where we work with our partners, and our partners are the Suffolk County Police Department, is right. the District Attorney's Office, right. is Child Protective Services, mm-hmm. the Suffolk County Sheriff's Department, mm-hmm. um, uh, to not only protect... Um, children, but also to provide services to that child and to the non-offending family members. Um, you visited the Child Advocacy Center both in Central Isop and Riverhead. You've been a big proponent of what's happening there. And the first time that you came, you said, listen, Bob, I understand the Special Victims Unit, so I'll be your biggest advocate. That's right. Um, what did you mean by that? Uh, can you talk a little bit about your history in NYPD and how that, af- how to, how that affects how you look at the Child Advocacy Center in, here in Suffolk County? So uh, during my time frame as a chief of detectives, I oversaw the special victims unit and, uh, you know, uh, making sure that survivors had the appropriate resources was one of the, the biggest things in investigation. Yep. Uh, putting them in a comfort zone to be able to share this horrific incident that they had to go through was uh, something where we were able to hold people these predators, these perpetrators accountable by making that survivor feel comfortable and getting them the services post that incident. Um, I was also a big uh, advocate of uh, holding my investigators accountable and making sure that they did the appropriate steps to uh, try to identify who the perpetrator was. If it was a family member, making sure that we have everything sealed tight for prosecutional purposes. So um, what we're doing out here, uh, with our partnerships with everything from Ray Turney to Earl Toulon to yourself yep. and, and all the other uh, uh, organizations, uh, we're doing big things. Yeah. And uh, it's just great to see that we, we have these uh, child advocacy centers in, in two locations. Central Islip is, yep. is great because that's the center of Suffolk County. Then yep. we made sure we went out east yep. for the eastern parts of, of Suffolk County. So uh, both of those centers are, are, have a big role in uh, what we do in investigations and special victims, right. uh, making sure that uh, we're putting those survivors in a, in a, in a better place. Um, unfortunately, if we didn't have these centers, I'm scared to even ask where would we be talking to our survivors at? Right. Like that, that, right. No, that's, that's the thing that I have a question is what do we do 20 years ago? So, right. um, uh, you know, 
we're getting better. Yep. Um, I wish we had more centers. Yep. Uh, but I also wish we didn't have any crimes at all when it comes right. to uh, uh, child abuse towards towards uh, towards children. So uh, we have a great team in place. We have Lieutenant uh, Detective Lieutenant Brian Cassidy that oversees our Special Victims yep. Unit. He has twelve investigators uh, that's assigned to him. We have three assigned to our Megan's Law team. So uh, a lot of good work is being done. A lot of great investigations. Uh, I made sure that I prioritize. Whatever resources that you need, whatever the amount of detectives that you uh, need to have, whatever training you need, you let me know. I'll make sure I get that to you. Sure. Commissioner, you talked about um, having more centers, the Central Islip Center and the Riverhead Center. Uh, One thing that we're doing at the EAC Network is lobbying our state legislature and our local county officials uh, for more funds. Mm -hmm. Um, As you said, unfortunately... Uh, we need the CAC, right? Mm-hmm. And we need the, uh, the work of the... Well, not, not unfortunately. Fortunately, we have it, but could we use more is is where I said unfortunately. Right. Unfortunately, yeah. we have to have a CAC, Unfor- right? Right. right? You right. Know, I That's wish right. we didn't have this, right. uh, a CAC. When I, uh, when I go lobby in the state, I say that all the time. I say to these uh, state officials, I'm like, I wish we didn't have to have the CAC, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we tell the story of Suffolk County and the CAC... These elected officials, they get it. Mm-hmm. They understand the need. Um, so uh, I hope to be able to deliver, uh, you know, more funds to uh, both our centralized and Riverhead CAC. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, Kevin McCaffrey, our presiding officer here Great in guy. Suffolk County, has been wonderful. Great guy. Uh, Steve Blown, the county executive, uh, has supported uh, the Riverhead CAC, uh, and both sides of the aisle support it. So it's, we're, we're very blessed to have wonderful elected officials here in Suffolk County mm-hmm. uh, to work on uh, this issue. Uh, you, th- you mentioned uh, the detectives that are working there, and I know that they are uh, part of the Special Victims Unit, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And um, can you talk a little bit about what's the difference between and what maybe training that they get that's different than a regular detective that's mm-hmm. working uh, uh, you know, a certain uh, beat or a certain precinct? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is special about the Special Victims Unit? So they have uh, a, a different task um, than the, a regular detective that's assigned to a to a precinct. So, right. uh, a, a regular detective in just say we'll say the first precinct, that detective can catch anything from a uh, robbery to a burglary to a grand larceny. Uh, our investigators in special victims, the only thing they deal with is uh, cases when it comes to ch- either child abuse or sex crimes. Yeah, and the training that they get is. Uh, uh, far and beyond any type of training you would get in law enforcement. And it's, it's important that they get this training, but it's also important that there's a specialty yep. in this type of enforcement right. and that it's not coupled in with a detective that's catching other cases. To me, there's no worse crime than uh, a child being a victim of a sex crime or even child abuse. Right. Uh, so I, I wanted to make sure that you know I continue the the mission that they had in place right. uh, with the, our special victims unit, uh, making sure that they only investigate these types of cases, 13 and under. Right. Uh, if it's an 18-year-old and there's an, some type of uh, affiliation between the two, they'll investigate that as well. But also we'll take a look at a certain case that our general services may catch and say, hey, listen, this case needs to go right to the special victims, the, the, the experts right. when it comes to uh, sex crimes and making sure that they know uh, that we have the right investigators right. dealing with the survivor and then making sure we use whatever technology we can, whatever evidence we can right. utilize to uh, identify 
uh, who that suspect is. You made some changes, right? Uh, as when, when you came as commissioner, yeah. you looked at the situation and you made some changes. Can you talk a little bit about those changes? Yeah, the, the changes were um, I, I wasn't happy with the general service detectives catching adult cases, gotcha. uh, adult uh, sex crime cases, excuse me. Yep. So that's one, one thing that I put in place. I said, listen, I want special victims to catch the adult sex crimes cases as yep. well. Uh, they have the training. Uh, they're not being coupled in with other uh, uh, crimes that they may be right. investigated. Right. They can be dedicated to this investigation, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's working out well. That's it, it really is because they have the appropriate training, Ron. You know, with your help and the help of uh, Town of Riverhead Supervisor Aguiar, uh, the county exec, mm -hmm. um, and the, and the Suffolk County Legislature, we had a uh, a, a re grand opening of our Riverhead Center. Um, and unfortunately, again, uh, we're seeing more traffic uh, uh, coming into the Riverhead Center um, because people are reporting more, the, the awareness that the Riverhead Center is out there more. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I thank you for, you know, helping us promote, you know, the work out there. Um, we are seeing an increased number of cases coming into the Riverhead Center. Mm -hmm. uh, can you talk a little bit about the difference between potentially what's happening in, in Central Islip and, and, and Riverhead? You know, it's Suffolk County, mm -hmm. but it could be a world away, right? I yeah. mean, that's what people say. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that difference? Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, you, you touched upon it a little bit. Uh, sex trafficking yep. is, is a big problem out here in Suffolk County. We actually have a sex trafficking unit, and they have some pretty uh, solid investigations going on. We just did a nice takedown of a sex trafficking case, working with our federal partners, um, over in Sayville, yep. um, some of the some of the issues or the information that we were receiving regarding that uh, location being involved with the trafficking. Uh, but the most important thing is we need for people to feel comfortable to come forward. Gotcha. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, we're doing is uh, a missing persons uh, Monday now, where we're uh, providing missing person uh, information out to the public. Yep. And taking that information and making sure that all eyes and ears are um, taking a look around and seeing if they see somebody that we are reported missing. Yeah. And now what, I, what I'm going with that is some of our missing uh, people that we're investigating are unfortunately being grabbed up into the sex trafficking yeah. world. So it, there, there's a bigger, bigger world here when it comes to sex trafficking. Uh, a lot of people have gotten away from the other types of crimes and have moved into the sex trafficking world. Uh, it's important that my investigators are identifying these enterprises and making sure we prosecute these individuals appropriately. But that's one of the things that we're seeing um, going further out east, yep. uh, out in Riverhead. Um, it's still an issue in Central Islip as well, but yep. you know this is something that I'm, that I'm very concerned about. But I will say this, I have the right people in the right place. Yep. I have some uh, solid investigators. Um, that has some ongoing cases, and we we should be taking some some uh, criminal groups down uh, within the next uh, within the next couple of months. That's that's great news. I hope you do. Uh, again, this is the More to Do podcast. We're here with Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison, uh, talking about April as the uh, Child Abuse Prevention Month, right? Mm -hmm. And so, a lot of the work that you do obviously deals with minors and and protecting children. I think this Missing Monday. Um, uh, program that you're talking about i mean obviously you have a very hands-on approach to this i saw you at supermarkets yeah. handing out flyers and this was about a, a teen that was missing correct yes, sir. The last who, one? who we actually uh were able to bring back home to his family uh, i believe it was the next day he right. was found in the 
in the Bronx. Oh, no, excuse me. He was found in Lower Manhattan. Right. He right. went to the Bronx, but it was found in Lower Manhattan. But just getting the word out to the community, getting the word out to our law enforcement partners, be it Nassau, be it New York City, yep. be it whatever, yep. I, I think could bring comfort to a family. And uh, the one thing I will say, Rob, is um, we could do better. Yeah. We could do better when it comes to missing person cases yep. um, and linking them to some type of sex trafficking. Um, so uh, this uh, this new rollout that we're doing, identifying my community ambassadors to be part of the yep. distribution of flyers and making sure that everybody understands this is important to me, can probably put a dent into some of the young adults that we're seeing being grabbed into the sex trafficking world. It's crazy. You know, you, you just said that uh, you can do, uh, there's more to do. That's what that's our saying at the AC Network, right? This is the more to do podcast. We know that there is more to do because the need is out there. Uh, your mission, as you stated earlier, is uh, to provide for public safety and protect people. Our mission at the EAC Network is to help people when they need it most. That's right. We have 114 programs. Uh, we help children in Suffolk County. We help parents in Suffolk County. We help seniors in Nassau County. We do vocational training throughout Suffolk, Nassau, New York City, and parts of Rockland County. We do ATI work, alternatives to incarceration, yep. uh, mental health, substance abuse work. We do work with veterans uh, who are getting arrested in New York City. Um, uh, for uh, low-level felonies and misdemeanors. Instead of sending them uh, off to Rikers Island, they come to the EAC network, and we provide treatment for them. And that gets them back to work, gets them back to their families, gets them back to their communities. Our ATI work is about public safety. Rob, Rob I got to cut you off. What you're talking about is humongous yep. when it comes about public safety. Public yep. safety is not about arrest. Right. Public safety is getting people the assistance that they need right. and getting them in the right direction, getting people help. Yep. The biggest problem that I've seen in my 30, now it's 32 years of policing, is we're not getting people help. Right. They're coming out and they have no place to go right. and people are turning their back and then they go back to life of crime again. Right. What you just shared with everybody is a big play, a big role in making communities safe. And I want to thank you, sir, for your partnerships and what you're doing out here and making sure you're getting people in, the, in a better place. I appreciate you saying that. Listen, uh, our president and CEO, Neela Lockle, our uh, COO, Tania Peterson-Chandler, and all of our division directors, they know that there's more to do. And uh, we know that the work that we're doing, not only in Suffolk County, but uh, Nassau and New York City uh, works. I'll, I'm going to give one plug uh, about the EAC network. Um, in New York State, the recidivism rate is about 43%, the arrest rate within the first two years, right? And I think nationwide, it's about 50%, depending on, on where you are. Uh, the people that are going through our programs in the, at the EAC network, it's as low as 19%. We're seeing 19%, 21%, 24% of the people going through our programs. They're getting uh, rearrested at a, at a much lower rate than the general public. So that's one reason that the EAC network is here, right? To talk about those things and, and work on those programs. And as you said so eloquently, it's about public safety. So right. we really appreciate that. We're going to keep moving forward uh, with all of these programs. For more information on the EAC network, go to eac-network.org. Uh, we have a few more minutes. I know you're busy, so I don't want to keep you here all day long. Uh, we've talked about a lot of different programs. Um, I need to say that the multi multidisciplinary team is composed of representatives from the district attorney's office, mm -hmm. the county's attorney's office, the police department, obviously Suffolk County Police Department, Department of Social Services, Child Protective Services, mental health representatives, medical staff, RCAC personnel, uh, including family advocates. 
Uh, that team gets together once a week. They review cases and they talk to your detectives, right? So not only are we providing services uh, to the um, uh, victims and their non-offending family members, but we are also helping in the prosecution. But I want to say, and you mentioned his name, District uh, um, DA uh, Tierney and his team have been wonderful to yeah. us, and uh, we continue and hope to work with, with him and his team to make sure that we are protecting uh, Suffolk County's children. You know, you know, Rob, before uh, uh, we finish up here, uh, my, my experience in, in the NYPD when I was chief of detectives, there were a group of advocates, yeah. um, sex crime advocates, that would do something very similar, which was you know, make sure that they went through our cases Make yep. sure that we did what we were supposed to do in the investigation, and make sure that we brought it to the uh, appropriate district attorney's office right. um, in in the in an expeditious manner. Uh, but make sure that everything was done uh, when it comes to crossing our T's and, and dotting our eyes, so we could hold people accountable. Yep. Sounds like we're doing the same thing out here. We are, and uh, going through the investigators' cases and make sure that they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. I think we should make sure that our investigators and their cases are uh, taking a look at it from different lenses. Yeah. And, and make sure that, you know, is there something that we might have left out where we can make sure that we do identify who the individual is. And when we do capture him, make sure that we're able to bring it to Ray and his people yeah. and hold these people accountable. So thank you. Yeah. You know, Andrea Ramos Topper is our division director and she uh, leads this team and she reviews these cases. Um, and so uh, we, we can't do this work without her. Uh, so I give her a big round of applause as well. And, and all of her staff at the child advocacy center uh, that leads us to the last thing that, that I really wanted to talk about um, <laughs> There's a child advocacy center basketball game. Yeah. And uh, last year you attended, I, I think you weren't even on the job yet. Uh, were, was, you, were, were you sworn in yet? I, I, was, sworn, I was sworn in. I, I think it might have been like that first weekend yeah. I, I, I heard about the game. And I wanted to play. I said, yeah, well, let me uh, not push my way in, into, uh, into playing yet. But uh, I still got a step, Rob. I, still, okay. I, guess, I can still make a few jump shots here and there. I can bring the ball up. Okay. I don't know how many minutes I could give you, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing this game and, uh, and uh, really uh, spreading the word. Yep. And, and that's what it is, is using this basketball game, this form, yep. to spread the, the, the great work that's being done. Yep. So the basketball game is the Child Advocacy Center uh, basketball tournament held on Saturday, April 8th at 1230. Uh, hosted by Island Garden in West Hempstead. Uh, go to our website, eac-network.org, to find out for more information. It's $10, mm -hmm. right? It, it's really not a fundraiser. It's more uh, an awareness issue. Yep. Uh, so this year, the Suffolk County PD is playing the Nassau County PD. Pat Ryder. The, uh, Pat's, Pat's not going to play, by the way. He, he's too scared. <laughs> I heard he can't go left. Is <laughs> yeah, that true? He can't, he can't go left or right, by the way. <laughs> you can tell him I said that. <laughs> and then the New York State Police is playing the Suffolk County Sheriff's. And uh, I can't thank all of the participants uh, enough for, for doing this and, and, and having the money you know, go to the Child Advocacy Center. Uh, clinicians, supplemental consultants are um, sponsors. Fusco, Brandon Stein, and Rada, uh, Rada uh, Law Firm, Pasternick, Til, uh, Tilker, Ziegler, Walsh, Stanton, and Romano are also partners, so I thank all of our partners for supporting the basketball game. It's, again, Saturday, uh, April 8th, 1230, at the Island Garden in West Hempstead. Um, you came to the game. You were nice enough last year. We got a microphone in you. I think uh, 1010 or 880 covered it. Uh, and they were so happy to talk to you uh, about not only this game, but the CAC, but sort of your role as the, as the new leader of, of the police department. Um, you talked about it just a second ago. This is really, uh, it's, 
it's a serious topic, but it's a fun game. That's right. right. That's right. Um, I went to the game and I thought that these are police officers who, you know, obviously care about their work. Mm -hmm. These guys, men and women, care about the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they want to win. It got a little ugly. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. We were we were playing uh, the uh, state police. Uh, yeah. I know Billy Holtz was there, and uh, the game uh, got a little out of hand, but we were able to be victor victorious at, at the end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, these guys, these these officers, they, when you get to put them on the, on the basketball court, they take it seriously. Yeah, but they but they're also uh, understand and appreciate the importance of the game and how we're going to support the uh, Child Advocacy Center gotcha. and, and make sure we're getting the word out that uh, um, this this organization is here to help people. Gotcha, gotcha. Come out to uh, Island Garden, see the commissioner play. Uh, are you a guard? Are you a slashing guard, shooting guard? What, what position? I'm, what's a, I'm, a, I'm a point guard. A point uh, guard, okay. I, I have a tendency of dribbling too much. So uh, <laughs> if you see me dribbling too much, <laughs> just throw your shoe at me and tell me to pass the ball. But uh, sometimes I think I'm Isaiah Thomas, so I got to make sure I give the rock up to the guys <laughs> that know how to put the ball in a hoop. Well, thank you for the time. You know, this is the More To Do podcast hosted by the EAC Network and produced by Vertigo Media Group. I can't thank them enough. Um, there's more to do. Yeah. Right? Totally uh, we need to protect children, uh, not only in April, but every month. That's I right. know that's your job. That's right. Um, but April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. Uh, we ask everyone on Monday, April 3rd, to wear blue. Mm -hmm. Take a picture, tag EAC Network, um, tag Child Advocacy Center, tag Protect Children in Suffolk County. Yeah. Uh, it's a small way uh, to show your support for all of the providers that protect children. The Suffolk County Police Department, the District Attorney's Office, the Sheriff's Department, the FBI, mm -hmm. the Department of Justice, uh, EAC, and the CAC, uh, CAC Center. Uh, so Monday, April 3rd, wear blue. Uh, tag all of those things that we just mentioned and show your support uh, to all of the providers that are helping protect Suffolk County's children. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Harrison, uh, for being here, and I really appreciate your work. Keep the men and women of the Suffolk County Police Department safe. That's right. That's right. I will. And, uh, Rob, thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you for the work that you're doing. And uh, the men and women are really amazing in this department, and I, I'm just blessed to be out here. So thank you for having me on the show. Great. Thank you so much.